0: I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed, trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. I've always been interested in why we do the things that we do, why some people are so successful and seem to overcome insurmountable odds or setbacks, but others don't succeed or reach that level of success we might have expected from them. That question of how much of our success is innate or talent, whether we're born with it or lucky to have it, and how much of our success is earned through blood, sweat, and tears. Today on the Bold Life Podcast, I'll explain why when it comes to success, grit might matter more than your talent and why this is a good thing, because grit and perseverance are skills you can learn. Stick around, and I'll show you how to start building the mental toughness you need to keep working towards your goals, even on the days when you'd rather stay in bed. Okay, let's dive in. I love stories that show the power of our minds to control our success, and one of my favorite stories of all time comes from the 1996 Olympic Games in Atlanta, Georgia. I remember watching this live and it being so powerful for me that it catapulted my interest not only in gymnastics, I actually ended up doing competitive gymnastics into university, but also my interest in the psychology success. Here's what happened. So we're at the 1996 Olympic Games in Atlanta, watching women's team gymnastics. And the US team is up on their very last event, an event called Vault. If you don't know gymnastics, that's okay. Vault is the one where they run down the runway, jump on the springboard, launch themselves over the sawhorse, flip and twist a bunch of times in the air, and land on the other side. Like I said, the American team is down to their last event and their very last competitor, a pint-sized powerhouse named Carrie Strug. Here's the thing. Not only were they down to their last competitor, the last Two U.S. team members had fallen, and Carrie Strug had to nail her performance to win Team Gold, which would have actually been a huge upset at the time. Keep in mind, this is 25 years ago, and the American team was not the gymnastics dynamos they are now. So they would have been upsetting some dynasties of European-Asian gymnastics by winning this team event. But like I said, they're down to their last competitor. Two people had fallen. So this young woman, Carrie Strug, she gets up, she stands at the end of the runway, she takes a deep breath, she runs down the runway, launches herself in the air, flips and twists and falls on the other side. She fell during her first attempt and everyone watching at home, including myself, knew that something was wrong. She's obviously in pain. She gets up, she limps over to her coach. We can't hear what she's saying, but we can all imagine the conversation. She's shaking her head saying, I don't think I can do this. Her coach is encouraging her to try again because she has to nail her next attempt to win gold for the team. So she limps back to the start, takes another deep breath, runs down the runway, flips and twists again, lands on the other side, basically on one leg, salutes the judges and then collapses. We learned after that she actually tore a bunch of ligaments in one of her legs, but she did it. She won gold for her team. She was carried to the awards ceremony by her coach with her leg all bandaged up because she was hurt so badly. And I remember watching this and being amazed. How was this possible? How could this young woman walk on this leg, let alone run, jump, flip, twist, things most of us couldn't do with two good legs? Kerry Strug was able to do this because high-level athletes like Olympic athletes don't only train their bodies, they also train their minds. They develop mental toughness so they can keep going when times get tough, when they want to give up, and when most of us would. They keep going. So often we see athletes do these amazing things and we forget all the work that went on behind the scenes. Michael Jordan is a great example. Greatest basketball player of all time, right? But if you talk to his former teammates, they'll tell stories of the hours he put in playing and practicing after everyone else went home, shot after shot after shot that he took, practicing and developing his skills. He was actually cut from his high school basketball team because he wasn't good enough at that time. Can you imagine Michael Jordan being cut from a team? But he didn't quit. He persevered. He kept practicing. And athletes are a great example of that talent versus effort debate. You can probably think of an example from your own life. Maybe that person in high school that everything seemed to come easy for them. They never practiced or studied. They had all the talent in the world. And because they had this talent, they really didn't put in the work. They didn't study when it got time for exams. So when things got harder, when they got to university, maybe they really struggled. They'd never learned to persevere. So when they failed their first test or didn't get a perfect score, it was really hard for them to bounce back. And you can probably also think of your own Michael Jordan story, that kid who maybe didn't have the most talent, but they worked their butt off practicing long hours, working hard well after everyone else had gone home, and they finally reached success. And the research supports the importance of effort. I just read this book called Grit by Angela Duckworth, who's a psychologist who spent her career studying what she calls grit. Basically, how long we stick to things and how hard we work when times get tough. She calls grit a combination of passion and perseverance for a singularly important goal that's focusing for a long time with passion on one thing that's most important to you. It's a really interesting book, and I definitely recommend picking it up. But I'll tell you some of the interesting highlights and takeaways I got from the research that she shared. She starts by sharing the research she did with students at West Point. If you don't know, West Point is a big army training school in the U.S. It's incredibly prestigious. To get in, you have to have the top marks in high school, top SAT scores, and you have to pass a really rigorous physical exam. You have to be the best of the best in top physical and mental shape. They only take the best, but not everyone is successful in this program. In fact, many aren't. As part of the West Point training program, there's this grueling initial program that you have to do of training that they refer to as the beast. You can imagine how physically and mentally tough it is just by the name alone. At West Point, about one in five students drop out before they graduate, and a large chunk of those dropouts happen in this very first training program. Now remember, they're not just taking anyone into the school. These folks are top contenders academically. They're in top physical shape. And it's not just Army training programs that have really high dropout rates. About 30% of college students will drop out after the first year in the United States. That's pretty high, right? When you're still thinking that colleges, even if it's not West Point, really take the best of the best. You're again coming in with high grades. Everyone's been very successful in school. They've done lots of things to get them to that point. So Angela Duckworth studied these West Point students to determine who was more likely to drop out. And what she found that it wasn't grades, it wasn't SAT scores. It wasn't initial physical fitness that predicted. What she found was a concept called grit. And she created a grit scale to see how much of this stick to itness folks had with questions like, I often set a goal, but later choose to pursue a different one. I'm diligent. I never give up. I finish whatever I begin. You can actually go to her website to take the scale yourself and see your grit score. This concept of grittiness ties well to something I talked about back in episode 46, a growth versus fixed mindset, and one of my favorite books of all time, which is Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. Here's a short version. Carol Dweck was the first person to research growth versus fixed mindset. And growth mindset's a bit different than kind of the colloquial version that we all think about. Growth mindset doesn't just mean wanting to get better. The true difference between having a growth mindset and a fixed mindset is how you view yourself. Let me explain. If you have a fixed mindset, you view your traits or qualities as stable. You're either intelligent or not. You're creative or you're not. You're a good singer or you're not. Really focused on that talent component. Versus folks who have a growth mindset, they see these attributes as something that can change, something that can learn, I can get more intelligent, I can get more creative, I can sing better, just like any other skill. And this mindset difference makes a huge difference in how we view failure. If we have a fixed mindset, we view failure as something personal. I'm a failure. But if we have a growth mindset, we see failure as just something that happens. I failed which means we're more likely to see it as a learning opportunity. So what does all this have to do with grit? One of the studies that Carol Dweck did was she divided kids into two groups and they all solved math problems. For one group, no matter how well they did, they received praise for the answers they got right. But the other group, occasionally they were told that they didn't solve enough problems and they needed to try harder. Next, all the kids were given a combination of easy and difficult problems what they found was that those in the group that only got praise gave up just as quickly as what they had done before the program. So when they got to the hard problems, they gave up. But those in the group that had been told they needed to try harder, persevered longer. So when they got to those hard problems, they were more likely to keep going. What they had learned was to interpret failure as a cue to try harder, to show more grit. And they had learned a growth mindset. And actually, Carol Dweck and Angela Duckworth did a study together where they asked 2000 high school students to fill out a growth mindset questionnaire and the grit scale. And what they found was students with growth mindset were more gritty. Grittier students had higher grades after they graduated and they were more likely to get through college. So just like at West Point, individuals who had higher levels of grit, they stuck to things longer over time. They were more likely to keep pushing when times got tough. They were more likely to be successful, regardless of how intelligent they were, how high their grades were, or how well they were doing at the start. That quality of grittiness or having a growth mindset were extremely related. And this has shown up through multiple research studies. Taken together, having a growth mindset and being grittier go together. Believing you can change is more likely to make you persevere. You're more likely to try when you fail and try again, which builds that grit. So believing that I can get better, I can improve correlates with my grittiness. Makes sense, right? If I believe I can change, when I have failure, I'm going to keep going because I can believe I can get better. But if I have a fixed mindset, if I don't believe I can change or don't believe that my abilities are things that I can improve, I'm less likely to persevere. So what's the good news? The good news is grit isn't just something you're born with. It can be learned. Angela Duckworth did a study of 1,200 high school seniors. And what she asked them to do was to report what extracurricular activities they did. So things like, did they play sports? Did they do music? Did they act? Were they in drama? Did they do things outside of their regular classes? And she also tracked how long they participated in them how many years they participated in these activities and whether they had success. So did they get better year after year? Were they improving? And she developed what she called a grit grid. And she assigned these students more points if they had been in activities for longer than two years and if they had made improvement. So the kids that tried something new every year, they had lower grit scores versus the ones that did the same extracurricular activity, whether it was band or drama or debate or athletics. They did the same sport all the way through. They had higher grit grit scores. So what Angela Duckworth did was she monitored these kids after they graduated from high school. She followed them through college. And what she found after two years, only 34% of the students in her study were still in college. The rest had dropped out. What was most interesting was that the grit grid predicted success. 69% of students who had higher scores, so those were the ones that stuck to an extracurricular activity for a minimum of two years and they improved on that activity over time, 69% of those students were still in school, but students that had the lowest scores, the ones that either didn't stick to an activity, didn't have an activity at all, or at least didn't stick to it for longer than a year, only 16% of those low grit students were still in college. Those students who did an extracurricular activity, whether it was sports, music, debate, whatever, and stuck it out for at least two years in high school, had a greater chance of graduating from college. The solution? Find something that's hard to do and stick to it for at least two years that challenge develops perseverance for your brain. It's gonna become a mental habit of sticking to things even when it's hard. I'm guessing, there's no research on this that I know of, but I'm guessing this grit will build your confidence as well. Makes sense, right? If my brain says, hmm, I stuck to something for two years and I'm seeing my progress, That's going to make me more confident in my abilities, more confident in my ability to improve. So I'm more likely to keep going versus if I keep switching to a new activity every few months, I keep quitting on all these things. What that's training my brain is I'm not very good at sticking to stuff. I'm not very good at anything. So why try resulting in lower confidence? I'm willing to bet that those who have higher grit scores report higher confidence in themselves as well. But here's the hard part. Grit is not glamorous, and it takes time. We know your brain wants all the fun things like success right away, and it is really hard for your brain to think long-term. It's hard to work on one task for years with limited progress. It takes effort, and your brain loves to be comfortable. Your brain wants to have all the wins right now. It doesn't want to stick things out for 2 or 3 or 5 or 10 or 20 years. That's no fun, right? Right? especially in our culture where we're seeing so many representations of so-called overnight success, which we know are unlikely to actually be true. We have this trend or habit where we really focus on success. We only focus on the good things. We focus on how Michael Jordan made all those shots. We don't focus on all the years of practice that went on behind it. We focus on the times when we were successful, not all the work that led to it. It's hard for our brains then to see that, oh, actually I need to put in this much work. I need to have this grit and this determination and perseverance to pay off in the long run. So what can you do to increase your chances of building grit? Option one, find a grit buddy, an accountability buddy. Surround yourself with gritty people. When I sign up for a class at the gym or I plan to work out with a friend, I know I'm more likely to follow through and you probably are too, right? It's easier to find the motivation to keep doing hard things and do them over time if you're not working at it alone. One of the reasons diets are so tough is that often we're the only person in our house on the diet, the only person exercising regularly, and it's really hard to keep going when the rest of our family is eating things that look delicious and sitting on the couch. When we spend time with people who are working on long term goals, who do hard things every day, who have high grit scores, meaning they stick to a single passion or goal for a long time, that grit's gonna rub off. Your brain's gonna learn from those we spend the most time with. So find someone to be gritty with you. Find someone who's gonna stick to their goals. Surround yourself with people who are gritty. And if you don't have anyone in your immediate environment like that right now, seek them out. This can be things like, reading books or watching movies about people who are gritty and learning from their example. You can join accountability groups online in your industry. You can find other ways to find these people. There are so many meetups and opportunities to find people with similar interests. And you're going to find people who have those goals and have that passion and who are willing to stick to it no matter what. Find your grit buddy. Strategy number two, make it a habit that goal you're working toward, that thing you want to build the grit and resilience for, schedule it in your day and do it every day. There are tons of great resources on changing and learning habits. And you can check out some of the episodes of this podcast for strategies, like episode 26, where I talk about why it's so easy to learn bad habits. But here's a great strategy. If you're wanting to make grit, doing hard things every day and sticking to them a new habit, link that new grit habit to something you already do. Once your brain has a habit, they're actually tough to break. A friend the other day was telling me that they're studying for a new class and they want to make it a habit of getting up and studying every morning while they have their coffee. So she already has the habit of getting up and having her coffee in the morning. Actually, her husband makes the coffee for her. So in her brain, she has to get out of bed before her coffee gets cold, which is a great habit that we can link something new to. Because she already has this habit of getting up and having her coffee before it gets cold, it's going to prompt her to get out of bed. So if she moves that coffee a little bit earlier in her day, sets the timer a little bit earlier, it's going to be a cue for her brain to get up and to do that task she's working on, whether it's studying for a new class or doing any other new goal that you want to work on. Pick a time, commit to it, commit to the activity, and do it even on the days that you don't want to. And that's how we build grit. Strategy three for building grit, pick something you're interested in. It's true that the more you practice something, the better you'll get and your interest will grow, but it can really help to pick something that's hard, but you're actually interested in off the bat. For instance, I hate running. I tried it for years. I ran regularly. It's not my thing. I never liked it anymore. I have these short little legs and it's just not fun for me. If my goal is to get more exercise, I probably shouldn't set a grit goal of running daily, but I do like weights and I also like going on my elliptical. One thing that I've been doing over the past year while the gyms have been closed is we have an elliptical at home, and I've been tying my exercise to watching television. So what I do is whenever I'm exercising on my elliptical or doing weights downstairs, I watch a show that I like, which helps me get motivated to exercise because I'm tying it to something I already do. I like watching TV. It's a nice, fun reward. And I'm also picking something that I enjoy. I like doing weights more than I like running. So I'm more likely to stick to it. If you're trying to pick a goal or pick something to build your grit and your perseverance, pick something that you at least sort of like to do right now. It'll be much easier for your brain to get on track with that new habit and to keep going. Your level of grit is something you can learn. And this is important because it can impact your success. Start building your grit today by committing to one hard thing you're going to do and stick to it. One goal that you're going to do every day, even when it's hard, and that persistence the ability to stick to that one commitment will help you reach all of your long-term goals. Want to learn more about changing habits and building grit? Check out my free workbook, How to Change Any Habit. I'll walk you through the mental shift you need to make to get your brain out of your old habits and start moving towards your goals. You can get your copy at drnicolebyers.com forward slash habits. That's drnicolebyers.com forward slash habits. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Alright, that's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is The Bold Life Podcast.